This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jutaris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my close pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. Everyone, I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. We're back. We're talking Knicks. John and I are ready to break down everything revolving around the New York Knicks for their free agency, things that may impact the Knicks free agency moving forward or trades, because we did see a Rudy Gobert trade. We got some tampering news coming today because the Dallas Mavericks are butthurt. So we're going to talk all about that. Before we get into that, you already know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We'll read it. If you don't know, now you do know. We're also partnered with Fansided and Minute Media, so you can find this podcast over at the Daily Knicks and the Jet Press. We're also on YouTube. Knicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period, no one writes out, et cetera. That shit's wild. Subscribe, find the page, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit that like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. This is going to be very interesting. I want to hear all your thoughts about uh, this tampering stuff with Jalen Brunson because I think it's just, I, once again, I think it's just the Dallas Mavericks and their feelings right now. They missed out on a great opportunity and the New York Knicks were able to go in and and, and swipe Jalen Brunson away from them. But you're, while you're also over at the YouTube page, we got another podcast partnered with Minute Media, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport to give you their takes on where to place your bets. If you need to put money down on the line, these guys got you covered. MLB, NBA, PGA, NHL, NFL, whatever sport. All right. I, you think you guys think I'm joking when I talk about cricket? These guys are going to start betting on cricket. I'm telling you right now, would not be surprised. Oh, so make dude, sure but college, college football right around the corner, NFL. That's coming. And I know that's Chip's wheelhouse too. Chip's wheelhouse is on college football. This it's oh coming. my god, this guy, these guys are gonna have a, this guy's gonna have a lot of fun. World Cup. Oh man, NBA. Ooh, right. that's NBA, I feel like it's about to start, even though you know, bro, we just bro, bro, bro. I'm gonna get into my whole takes about the tampering, but think whoa, 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 whoa. We got summer league, as we know, coming up July, right? NBA's gonna have a month off. Training camp comes in in September. Only one month off, all right? NBA is right back here. Look, the NBA wants to stay relevant. They're going to stay relevant. And then last, but last and certainly not least, before we get into this conversation, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Dr. Malika, Mr. Esquire. What's going on, bro? How are you feeling today? Okay. How was your How was your 4th of July weekend? Good, man. Good. A little Jersey Shore one day. I don't know, Cousins Pool Day. Everything was good, man. Lots of family stuff. The the sports season has kind of, it, it is in the biggest lull of the entire year right now. And it's not even that down, which is amazing. I I wish that baseball 
specifically the I can't believe the Yankees didn't play on July fourth. That, that's my one. That's my one big issue with July fourth this year that the Yankees didn't play. I'm annoyed. They, that, they usually play on Fourth of July too, which is the nonsense. I see you wearing your shirt, so that like that that was. Definitely I'm already in revolt. Yeah, I'm already in revolt. <laughs> uh, so that was annoying. MLB should definitely have an Independence Day kind of extravaganza. But other than that, man, everything's good. Uh, I was glued. I've been glued to my phone, obviously, uh, since a couple days before uh, the quote-unquote tampering period of free agency. And I guess we're going to see how many times we're going to say tampering on this episode today. But everything's good with me. How's your fourth? Man, it was a nice weekend. I was back at NY, hanging down in, in Westchester, aka the Best Chester, <laughs> celebrating my mom and my sister's birthday. Uh, we decided they're both both of their birthdays are in June, so we decided they decided to have it both together during this weekend where everyone could come through. So we had a nice barbecue, had uh, catered with some nice Jamaican food. So, you know, we had uh, we had the, the jerk chicken. We had the stew peas and rice. We had everything, man. We had everything. We had the beef patties. Oh, man, it was so good. So delicious. Wow. And then we also I brought we brought down rum cake, the same rum cake from uh, when you were at my wedding. We brought that rum cake down. So it was uh, a whole nice uh, extravaganza. So just chilling, man. But like you, I was just glued to my phone, upset that the Yankees didn't play on Fourth of July. Uh, it's usually, you know, uh, usually just watch them on Fourth of July, watch them usually cream whoever they're playing. But hey, I guess the MLB doesn't want to give the Yankees too many wins right now because we're just on a hot streak. So I'll forgive you for this year. I get it. I get it. I get it. But John, you know, it was kind of quiet for for the NBA for a little bit this weekend. Not a lot was going on, just a lot of stir, uh, pot stirring with regards to what Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is going to do. But look at this, man. Day one back, back to, to work week, right? Even though it's a short week. And New York Knicks are, you know, according to Fred Katz, you know, Fred Katz with the athletic, uh, it, it says the Knicks may, might, could be all these. Not, it's a definite, not a definite, as some aggregators like to make it seem, depending on who you're reading. Could may it's soft. It's a soft. We don't know uh, that they could be, you know, punished with tampering because of Jalen Brunson. Because according to Fred Katz, uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks were frustrated. Uh, I say frustrated uh, that they didn't have the chance to give him an offer uh, to sit down and meet with him, and they were also upset with Worldwide West attending the game where the Mavs were facing the Utah Jazz in the first round. Now, we don't know. Fred Katz doesn't know if they're, if they're going to be charged with tampering. His, his reporting says, speaking to execs around the league, they believe they will because the deal moved a little too fast. Um, before I, I, I ask you your opinion, when I read this, I'm like, word? NBA really wants to do this? Because... It wasn't just the NBA that was, it wasn't just, just like the Knicks were the only ones like where deals were being done before, uh, <laughs> free agency period started. And it's not like this is new. So it, it's just interesting that they may be charged with tampering. But what are, what are your thoughts, man? I know this happened last year with the Chicago Bulls and, uh, and the Miami Heat with both doing sign and trades for Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball. Lonzo went to, Chicago, Kyle Lowry went to Miami. They both got penalized. So we do have some precedent to what the punishment may be as the extreme, uh, because we also saw in the past where Magic Johnson, when he was 
doing all this stuff to try to lure Paul George. They got fined five hundred thousand dollars, you know, for for Lowry and uh, Lonzo was ten million each and a loss of a second round last season. So we'll see. It's a maybe. But what are your thoughts right now on this whole Knicks tampering for for Jalen Brunson? So it's something that I think that none of us, by us I mean the fan base or I would say the NBA fan in general who's kind of plugged into free agency is not too surprised with, right? Jalen Brunson has been linked to the Knicks for the last six months. This all started when uh, Randall and the World Wide West showed up to uh, the Utah Jazz versus Dallas Mavericks playoff game, and they publicly said that they were annoyed about that. So that's some context. You know what I mean? I don't think it's just because they lost out on Brunson that all of a sudden now they're coming back with it. They were going to bring this up regardless. They're annoyed about that. You can't deny the familial relationships. So I think it's going to be hard for them to prove that there was any tampering, mm-hmm. especially because the Knicks were clearing their books. You know what I'm saying? They were, it, that could work either way. You know what I mean? We're clearing our books to try to open it up so we can have discussion or they know it's a done deal. That's why they're clearing up their books. You know what I mean? There's both sides of the argument. Do I think that the Knicks are going to get the worst possible punishment? Let's say let's say it happens and it's that second round pick and a fine. Like yeah, I, I want our second round pick uh, next year because it might be good. But speaking of Fred Katz, he had a really funny idea where we just trade for uh, any random like terrible second round pick because they always take the next possible one. And I, he wondered if that would like you know get under the NBA's nose, which I thought was pretty funny. I. I, I I mean, it sucks that we'd have to pay, you know, uh, the contract plus a second round pick to sign Brunson. That's essentially what it would be. However, I do think there's some merit to Dallas saying, hey, we want some leverage now. Because as the New York organization stands, I mean, the Brunson thing is not official. Nothing's official yet. The league didn't start yet. So maybe this is how they're leveraging the sign and trade. They're putting out there that we're you know we're going to tell the league that you're tampering. You might lose a second round pick for nothing. So why don't you deal with us on a sign and trade? Now, when you get down to the numbers, <laughs> I I, <laughs> I guess I'll say it out loud, but Frank Frank Frankie Smokes would have to come back in that deal, like based on the numbers and the Mavs roster, which would be absolutely hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but regardless. Time to break out your Frank Nilakina jerseys, everyone. Get that <laughs> yeah, number okay. eleven going again. <laughs> and that shout out to Nick's Film School and, and uh, Macri Cohen and uh, Andrew bringing that up. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's pretty much what Dallas is doing. Dallas here, they they want some leverage on a sign and trade. Whether they want the Fournier thing, we can get into what you think is going to happen and what the rotation looks like with Fournier because he's probably staying. But I think Dallas wants a signing trade. They don't want to lose Brunson for nothing. That stinks. I mean, honestly, it's like losing Mitch Robinson for nothing. Oh, but even 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 on a like a harsher scale, maybe like one and a half times that. You know what I mean? Like imagine we're sitting here and we drafted Mitch. He finally came together. He put on his best season. 
and we lost him for somebody dealing, you know, asking, giving him more money for nothing, we would be devastated. And now that's happening to Dallas, literally exactly that same way. Mm-hmm. So do you think that we're going to have a signing trade here? Or do you think we'll just go around, we'll just go with the tampering and we'll just see what happens? I mean, I think you said it too. Like it's going to be pretty hard to show the Knicks were tampering. I mean, we have the familiar ties. You have the whole Rick Brunson, Leon Rose connection. You have the Tom Thibodeau and Rick Brunson connection. Everyone's connected somehow. He's a Knicks fan. You, you, you go, you go try. I mean, you go, how are you going to prove that? Like, Hey, my, my dad was talking to me that I should go to New York because can you go find? Like, I know they, I know for last year's investigation. For the Bulls and the Heat, they pulled out correspondence, right? They looked up for correspondence to see where they can find it. And it took from July, August, from, from July or August all the way until December until we heard what the decision was, the league was going, how the league was going to punish those two teams. I don't know how you figure that out with, with the Knicks, right? And I, I don't really know how, like, you're going to ask for Brunson's phone, like Rick's phone. You're going to ask for whose phone? Like, who, who are you talking about? Like, how, how do we get, how do you move like how do you even go through that whole process of saying, oh, there it is right there? Like you have to say, like, hey, Brunson was probably was Rick Brunson <laughs> talking to some before that was even happening? Like, I don't know, man. Like, this is it's gonna be so hard to figure that out. And these guys seem like they're way too smart to leave a paper trail like anything. The, you're talking I, about Leon Rose, one of the savvy, like savvy savvy veteran agents from CAA. Okay. I don't know. Like I would have to go back and see if there was any fine from the basic research I did. I didn't see him get fined. I didn't see him or any of his players get fined for tampering. Right. So I think he knows, I think worldwide West knows how to move without anything coming about. Kind of how to tell the line. Yeah. Like, 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 but let's say that it does, right? Let's say that it does. Let's say this is the Mavericks way to leverage. Um, you know, threatening a lawsuit, huh? Good old threatening yeah. a lawsuit. Yeah, but let's let's <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Like, let's say they want to go through that. I think. Do they? Do the Mavs really want to help the Knicks again? Because honestly, like the way I read it is as the Dallas. This seems like Dallas being upset because they lose twice to the Knicks. All right, we always talk about that KP trade, and it didn't work out for Dallas. They lost that trade. I don't care how you want to split it at this point. They moved on from KP. We have their first round draft picks. Or had, right? That we did. Like that, that's, that's point blank. Now they would have to lose Jalen Brunson, their second best player on a team that went to the Western Conference Finals to the Knicks without anything. Like, if they did, I guess it would try to be a sign and trade for Fournier in return, right? Like, that would be the guy. And that would help the Knicks because it would open up a rotation spot for, for Cam or, or Grimes or, or whoever. But do the Knicks want to play nice with Matt, with the Dallas Mavericks? Do they? I mean, is this even like, I look at it as like, is this even a threat? Because I still look at last season and maybe because it was a sign and trade that it wasn't a harsher punishment. But we talk about Lowry and Ball. Right, who were both in sign and trades, and both the Bulls and the Heat still got penalized, even for doing both doing sign and trades. So I don't know if this is Dallas like trying to leverage and trying to get in sign and trade. If so, I don't know if that's like the league saying, "All right, well, you guys did a sign and trade. We won't be that harsh in your punishment." 
we'll just charge you the fine. We won't take the second rounder if you decide to go this way. I don't know if they don't go that direction, that they use what uh, we saw last season as the bar for like punishment. I think a first round would be very extreme in taking that away for, for tampering. Because if you almost you have like some valid evidence, like what Magic Johnson did say, like, hey, like trying to get Paul George to come to the Lakers, like on national television, uh, I just find it very difficult. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, it's not even just to be nice for the Mavericks. I would, ra- I would like to see a sign and trade done and to move 48, just to open up a roster spot. That's really like the thing that I'm looking for. But at what point do we want to just keep Fournier, man? Like this. This is what I, I really want to get into. Like, say, okay, now, now the Knicks don't want to play nice with Dallas. They're annoyed with them that they brought this tampering thing up front. Now we're not going to play nice with them. We're like, listen, we're taking Brunson. Call the cops. Call the NBA. Tell them. <laughs> tell them that you know. Police. Police. <laughs> Help. Help. <laughs> and I, like, just let it be. Fight it out in court. Fight it out in arbitration. Uh, you know, when Silver calls you, just take care of it and just move on. Keep Fournier because, dude, now it's time to talk about the New York Knicks as it stands. All right. Like, I know we're waiting for the Kevin Durant, you know, dominoes to fall. I know there's Donovan Mitchell rumors because of the Gobert trade. And we'll get into all that later. But as it stands now, man, I think it's a pretty much a stalemate. I think the Knicks are more or less going to stay put, which brings me questions about how we're going to handle Randall and Obi, how we're going to handle Cam Reddish. But I think the first and foremost is how we're going to handle the shooting guard situation. Because I know everyone wants to get rid of Fournier. <laughs> and Chip, if you're listening, man, this is, this is your time to shine because it's really Fournier versus the world right now. And I, I think it's ridiculous to get rid of Fournier on this team at all, but I also don't want to start him anymore, right? We've been saying from the beginning, we want Grimes at shooting guard, a defensive shooting guard, and Fournier off the bench could just come and just shoot. Like, that's all he needs to do. Just come, you do your step-back shots, you get open, you shoot. You can come in with Brunson, he'll get you open, you shoot a three. We have nobody on the team that could shoot. Like, if everybody plays in the mid-range, right? If Jalen Brunson's a lefty that plays in the mid-range, if RJ's lefty that plays in the mid-range, if Randall plays in the mid-range, what are we talking if, if Mitchell Robinson, who's our new center, can't, you know, he doesn't score with the ball in his hands, right? It's either putbacks or alley-oops, stuff of that nature. Then who's going to score, right? Jalen Brunson's going to get people open to do what? To just keep driving in? Like, it's, a, it's not going to work out. We need shooters. Maybe RJ will go back to his wing. You know, remember his 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 baseline three pointer when he led the league. That'd be awesome. Maybe Randall will start shooting some threes. I guess, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like when I say Randall, people cringe. So we're gonna have to get over this. We'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a bit. But dude, Fournier it, it fits exactly what the Knicks need because as soon as Fournier leaves, you know what the need for the Knicks is going to be a shooter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes no sense. We're getting rid of him for nothing for a roster spot. We're going to need a shooter. I don't think that money is as precious as we think, to be honest. And I don't think Fournier's contract is as bad as we think. I really don't want to sell low on Fournier and Randall right now, man. I, I, I just to like, give, I, I think it's silly. I think right now, I, I really, I like our team. So I want, let me let me get your thoughts on Fournier because Brunson, Grimes, RJ, Randall, and Mitch 
is a solid five, regardless about how you feel about Julius Randle. Regardless, that is a solid five. I don't care. One hundred percent. How you feel? It's a solid five. I mean, <clears throat> the the question with Randle, and we'll get into that later, is Obi Toppin, but. No, it's a solid five. Brunson, RJ, Randall. I mean, you got three lefties. I think that's going to just be different in the league because everyone's trained to like guard righties. Lefties are just going to be different. But Brunson, he's a good shooter. Uh, he's going to help. You hope RJ bounces back from, from a down year for when it comes to three point shooting. Still a solid three point shooter, but not like that knockdown three point shooter that you're talking about when it comes to Fournier when he's hot. Cause when Fournier is cold, it's ice cold, baby. And then Randall, he has to find his his jumper as well, especially when it comes back to the mid-range, the game back to the game that he played two years ago, not the game that he was playing last season. Mitch is going to be that rim protector. I like Grimes in the lineup because you're going to need some defense, okay? I like RJ, solid defender. Brunson, you know, it's going to be a little – it's going to be tough for him to guard, guys, because he's on the shorter side. He's not known as, like, a top-tier defender. But Fournier, you cannot have Fournier and, and, and Brunson as a backcourt. I'm no already like screaming in my head on the, it's like watching Kemba and Fournier all over again. We already went through that. We don't need to go through that again. So you got to remove Fournier from that starting rotation. Grimes has to be in there because of his tenacious defense. Now you get to the second unit, right? Derek Rose is back. You got Emmanuel quickly. Those two guys, in my opinion, are locked. They're a lock. Like they're a lock to play. Um, for Tibbs, you can't take away Derek Rose from him just yet. You, you took away all of his other vets. He's like, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. I know these kids are now becoming veterans because they're in their third and second year, but I need some veteran veterans. All right. Cause that's Tom Thibodeau. So does, does D Rose IQ and Fournier work for you off the bench? Like those three together? Cause that, that doesn't scream defense either. It doesn't scream defense, which is why like, I think you could take a little bit of a step back on defense with your second unit. And Obi, I think Obi is a better defender than it, it, from what we saw last season than we're giving him credit for, and especially off the second unit. It, for Obi, it's like him getting more reps, and I think his defense has improved. We had that whole hip too high, all this nonsense, and he was just <laughs> fine last season. I don't think his defense is as bad. It was be- like I don't think his defense is as bad as, as it was as it was promoted as a, when he was being drafted. I think it's actually well, fine. Definitely. And, and then, and then Hartenstein, sure. another rim protector who can stretch the floor. That's going to be solid. He's your, he's your backup big and he does the things that you want. He, he he's going to give you the mid range. He can shoot. He's not a high volume shooter from three, but you still got to respect it. So that second Dude, he's a is be interesting. Dude, and he can my, pass. Yeah. No, no, yeah. he could pass. He's a pass. No, 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 he is. He's getting he eight can, assists, six assists. He he's a he's a he's a a big that actually defends the paint and can pass. Yeah, it's perfect. It's exactly what we. Yeah, need. he could pass from out. He could pass from out of the block. He could do the dribble handoffs. You you you. He could do the short roll. He could do all Dude, of those things. We're gonna pick and roll all day long with Jalen Brunson, and we're gonna pick and roll now with IQ or D Rose in with Obi Hardenstein. It's perfect. It's honestly perfect. It's, it's a perfect it's a, formula. It's a, part, it's a part of the game the New York Knicks has not seen the last two seasons was the pick and roll. So and thank God. Tim's that's Tibbs ball. Tibbs ball is pick and roll till you die. I remember those days with Nate Robinson. It's ISO <laughs> and pick and roll, baby. ISO and pick and roll. It's, it's that's, very, that's what it is. And and I, I really think that Randall is going to be really good, man. I think it's silly if he, if to get Randall, rid of Randall as, as a salary dump. I think it's silly Brunson, to get rid of Fournier as a salary dump. I think they're great assets that, to this team, man. That uh, 
as a salary dump just to get, to give up assets with those guys, I agree. If Evan Fournier, like I said, if, he, if there's a sign and trade with Dallas to move him off, no, that's fine with me. But the thing is, anymore. the thing is, no, and here's the reason why. We have Cam Reddish on this team. Let's talk right. about Cam Reddish, bro. Let's talk about Because, like, we, we got, we, like, look, you traded. This is how the Knicks have to operate with Cam. It's either you traded at first because he still has this intrigue value that no one ever knows, but he still has potential that's there to be unlocked. And either you move that and get whatever you can in return, or you, or you, you play him and you get off of Fournier, which is where I'm leaning because what Cam can do, what we've seen in spurts is something this team needs athleticism. He can shoot. When he's focused on defense, he gives you that length. He can guard multiple positions. And he's young, and he fits the time frame of this team. Fournier, I get it. I see a competitor needing Fournier. I see a competitor needing a shooter off the bench. I don't see the Knicks being that competitor. I see this Knicks team being, at best next season with this roster, a playing team. Could they exceed expectations? Absolutely. But the way that the front office is talking about, like Jalen Brunson, like, hey, you know, he's not going, he's not that final piece. Like they're, they're, they're under promising and hoping to overperform because they're trying to set expectations for, for this team. So I see this team as a playing team. And honestly, I think this team's going to be back in the lottery and that wouldn't be a bad thing for a 2023 stack draft to add more talent for this team. Because this team, as we look at it right now, it's not going far, man. Like, especially with the, the East of the way that it's already constructed. I see it in your face. You don't like that. You want to see playoffs. I get that. I, I just want to see competitive see basketball. I just I, We're going to get that. We're going to get that. Because we'll if, get you that. Wanna, if you want to dump, if you want to dump Randall to the Hornets now, because I think right now if the prop came out for a worse uh, team next year, I would literally take the Hornets right now. Uh, just because of their entire situation, whether it's Isaiah Thomas, uh, whether it's that power forward, uh, just just lo- lots of stuff going on. With they got Clifford back, just interesting issues. T- Terry Rozier, like maybe they want Randall now because they they need that they want to fill that same position as Bridges. So, would you trade like Randall and Reddish? For Hayward and the pick, like, are you doing that? Is that and then trade and then give and then you know maybe you'll have Fournier and Hayward, so, you know Same. Fournier off the bench, Hayward in the lineup, kind of moving him with art. Like I don't know. I, don't I find, I find that I find that tough. I find that even tough to do because then you still like where are you putting Grimes? Yeah, I, like, guess, put, I guess Hayward off the bench. They, I guess Hayward off the bench in the small forward and move Fournier. In your signing trade for Dallas, like you move Fournier that way, you get Hayward. Like that—that's a dump to me, and I don't want that. I—I I, like—I do. I like this team, man. I think that Randall deserves to have a point guard. I think that we've seen Randall and be he really will, good, and he, will, and he will get that. Like Randall's yes. gonna get well, that. Well the, well, the Knicks promised him that, and then we sucked last year, and everyone came down on him, and he had an issue with the fans, but he never had an issue with the front office, right? He never—he—he—he like, he, 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 he was smacking computers. Maybe, you know, he had issues with the assistant. He never had issues with the front office, man. It's because they all knew what they promised. They promised each other. And I think it's interesting because I wonder what Randall would get on the market today if we didn't sign him uh, with the year he had. I don't think it would have went the same. But, dude, they, they definitely promised him a point guard. We finally got him one. 
There's finally stability at the center position. There's finally stability at the point guard position because we have IQ, who's really good. He's good enough to start, you know, at least half the season. We know that. So, you know, Brunson, we have IQ. We have D. Rose, who should be healthy at a whole season to rehab. We have Grimes, who we drafted and, you know, put up ourselves. Stacked by Fournier, a signing, a three-point so- shooter, RJ. Uh, you could even you could even throw Radish, but I think we're going to trade him. We have Randall, we have Obi, we have Mitch. I mean, I, I think it's a solid team, dude, especially in the East. And no, you, it, these teams aren't healthy in the East ever. Like Miami might not be healthy. Who knows what's going to go on with Toronto? Like, are they going to trade for KD? Are they going to stay the same? Are they going to completely implode regardless? Uh, what's going on with Brooklyn? Like, what's going on with Chicago? <laughs> you know, they have all these contracts. Who's going to even play? You know, like Ball and Levine's never had like there's there's potential. The Hornets are not even a team. Who knows what's going on with Atlanta? I'm just saying. I I think the East is. If I'm the Knicks right now, I'm just like yo, I'm good. I know it's I know it feels like we did nothing because all we did was just sign Brunson. But look at just look at the landscape. Indiana is struggling. They don't know what to do. Like just just chill out. Like you're not you're not the top and three that, and four teams. You're not Boston. You're not Milwaukee. Like you're not Philly. You're not these teams. No problem. You're not. You know. You're not. You're not. I think you compete with Miami, but we'll leave that for later, right? You're not Miami. <laughs> and like I don't think Miami's that crazy. You see them implode. You know what I mean? I think we can compete with these teams. I think that this is an actual basketball team. I just think we're not used to it. And that's no, why I don't team- want to trade for Mitchell. I don't like. I, I Mitchell's going to be a free agent in in two years. Like, let him do that. He's going to be a player option. Like, you're telling me you want to tank still. Like, no the, no trades. If you want to tank, then don't trade, bro. Save your assets. Uh, mm. If we're bad, then we're bad. Even better. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if we're bad, then that's perfect. That means the Pistons are better than us, and we get a good pick. Like, so, great. So here's the thing. Like, I agree with all that. And I think, like, the front – we already know the starting rotation – and I think I want to harp. I want to like circle in on this real, like really, real quick because it comes to the second unit. Because there's there's a few ways you can go about this, right? There's a few ways you can go about this because I see like we have a solid team, and I agree. We don't need to add anyone right now. We're not. This team is not ready to compete for a championship. We should yeah. not be trading. We should not be dumping assets for Donovan Mitchell right now to go get him. As much as I would like Donovan Mitchell here, I was if the Knicks. Before I saw the Rudy Gobert trade, I'm like, yo, we want to trade three, four picks. That's cool. Let's go do it. Now I'm actually questioning what's the value to get Donovan Mitchell because we saw, what was it three, four unprotected first round picks go for Rudy Gobert? That's insane. And then you have two unprotected first round picks go for DeJounte Murray. Now this is going to have to resign in two years. And this is where I get my gripe with like some of the picks that we have where it's like, all right, you want to say we got all these picks? Fine. But if we're seeing Danny Ainge can get unprotected picks for Rudy Gobert, he is not going to get, he's not going to take less to get Donovan Mitchell, right? I'm not sure he's Danny Ainge. I'm honestly not sure. He wants to be patient because he okay. has the time and but, he can do but, it, but the Knicks could be even more patient. We, like, dude, keep him. He's going to come in two years. Keep but can him. we, can we agree? Can we agree with that? If Danny Ainge look at the picks that we're about to give him, he's like, yo, I just got all of this for Rudy Gobert. I'm not going to take. Protected picks. I can get unprotected picks. Give me your for. Give me your. Give me the Knicks unprotected first round yeah, picks. Would, That's what he would want. And I would, would say take, no. It would take five first round picks from the Knicks. It would take ne- all the protected picks we got plus next year's unprotected Knicks and the 2025 unprotected Knicks and possibly probably, a swap in 2024. That's 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 what it would take. 
and then and then some players here and there. I think you're like being generous. With, I think you're being generous with those three. I think he's going to want other way around. I think he would want three unprotected from the Knicks. That's what I said. Two protect. Oh, I thought you said three protected. No, protected. he's going to take all the protected picks, and he's going to take an unprotected from the Knicks in 2023, and no, unprotected I'm saying in 2025, I'm saying, I'm and saying for, the 2024 swap. That's yeah, three I, plus three. What I'm so saying is that, what I, this is what, okay, so this is what I'm saying. He would want three, he would want 2023 Knicks, 2025 Knicks, 2027 Knicks, all first round picks unprotected. Then he would take, then he would take two or three of those picks. What, That's crazy. Uh, uh, so we're talking yeah. five, six first round picks here. No way. No yeah. way I'm doing that for losing players for honestly Donovan. Yeah, and then you got to, and then you got to add, and then you got to add the players too for that trade to make the contracts match. And it's just that it's don't even, I'm not even considering everyone who's asking for the Knicks to trade for Donovan Mitchell. Stop it right now. <laughs> just, just stop no. it right now. Stop. We're not, do not move assets for a guy who's going to be, who's going to have a player option in a few years and you can still harness these assets. All right. You can still have all these assets, kick him down the road even a little bit further if you wanted to, and then go make a trade for a third dude. And then you really got something cooking here. My but, theory is, my theory is you have to be able to, you have to first compete for the sixth seed in order to then compete for a, a championship by getting a, a, a best player. Like if you can't get to the sixth seed, like we even saw it with the, like we even saw it with the Nets. Like if you're just bad and you add a bunch of players, even Makes though they're no really sense. good, I know I know they didn't play together, so it's kind of like an argument, like what what really happened there. But it just it's just not going to work right away. And don't I, get me started on that the because Knicks, who, they because they all could have played together because <laughs> they all could have played together. <laughs> the, and then the Knicks, on the other hand, like if we trade people and try to add a superstar right now before we can even compete for like for the sixth seed, you it's know insane. what I mean? It's, it's, it's silly. This t- I really like our team, Alex. I, I know. I know it's not crazy. The, the only thing I don't like is is Cam Reddish. You brought it up. I we have to figure it out. We have to okay, figure so, out what to do here. Either so you, he's not he's not going to play. We know he's not going to play, Alex. Let, let's let's just stop with. See, I don't know stop. about that. I okay. see, I don't know. I actually don't know about that. See, I don't. If, and here's, he would have played last year, bro. We had nothing. We were playing for nothing last year, especially at the end, and he still couldn't see a minute for what. You know what I'm saying? If, if, like, there's absolutely yeah. unless he's injured. I'll give. Unless I'll give. He was injured. And, and here, well, he came in injured. One. No, I know. Right? But he, he took his time, and then as soon as he didn't play, even when he was healthy, but the then he started, started to get. But out. then he started to get minutes. Yeah, but what he was started the, what to get the minutes, leak? and then he got hurt again. What was the leak, Alex? That Thibodeau didn't want him. Yeah, we. Right? we that came we, from the yeah, Knicks. I get that. Where's that gonna Where's that gonna come from? Like that came from that came from someone. Okay, but that, guess what? That he still he still was traded for. He wants to. Tibbs is also a guy who's a creature of habit. That if you do not know what he wants to do defensively, you're not getting on the court. All right. Yeah. Cam didn't know that. Let, let's just add that in there. And when he was slowly starting to see it, he was getting more minutes. And then we saw what he could add to this team. What he could add to the, the value he could add to this team. The, honestly, when it comes back to the second unit, I look at these are the, these are the players. It's Derrick Rose, Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish. Those are the those are the three questionable questionable players that if you want to have a youthful rotation, someone one of those three has got to be moved. It's either well, Cam be because it, you it's either you either say it's Cam because he just doesn't fit here and you want Grimes to get in there and you'd rather have Fournier at the three. Okay, either you say we don't have Derrick Rose, you want Emmanuel quickly being the backup point guard. Okay, fine, and then you still have uh, Cam and Fournier, uh, Fournier. 
and, and Cam two and three right there, respectively. Or you say you move Fournier and then you just open up for 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 Cam for IQ to be there, so you can have Derrick Rose. That's that's how it's got to work. All right, it's got to be one of those three things. That that's just how it has to be moving into the season. And whether that's trying to see what team needs Fournier before the deadline, okay, to 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 say we that's, need a shooter huge. come out the bench. That's, that's that 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 could be that could be a logic, right? That could be a logic moving forward. It could be the same thing for Derrick Rose. It could be the same for Derrick Rose. You can't have the same logic with all three guys simultaneously because the minutes aren't aren't there. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, I know. Yeah, so that's that's the whole. Funny enough, and and funny enough, forty-eight was probably the most healthy out of all of them. I know, but like, no one's going to take a three-year Derrick Rose unless they get like a a bad point guard injury before the deadline, and he could step up. But he has to have been playing. You know, no one's going to take a shooter like Fournier unless they need it because someone got injured or they need that to get over the hump, you know, if they need some three-pointers. But Cam Reddish doesn't play. I mean, I don't know. I guess the Knicks took him. <laughs> he wasn't really playing. But, you know. But this is what I'm saying. Like, see, this is the one thing I'm worried about, man. This is the one, Cam Reddish and is the one thing I'm worried If we trade Fournier, I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to be happy about it just so we can play Cam Reddish. I think we're going to be a worse team. I think we're going to have no shooters on the whole team. Obviously, IQ could shoot. I know that, but he's a he's a playmaker. We're asking him to have the ball in his hand, right? So we're asking him to distribute a little bit. Somebody else has to shoot. There's nobody. I, shooting. I think I, mean, I think you're going to rely on Ob threes. I'd rather see Cam, man. Give me Cam. I think that athleticism, the defense. I think all that can come together. Give me Cam over bro. Fournier. Just give me Cam over Fournier. Give me Cam over. On Fournier, that, man. okay. So you you would rather have IQ Rose. IQ, Rose, Reddish. Cam, yeah, OB. Toppin, and Isaiah. That's a solid. That's a solid bench. What are we talking about, bro? You want Derrick Rose orchestrate that entire thing? That's fun. Yeah, I guess because we need defense in there. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Like I'm just looking at like for Fournier, like no, that's I fair. Get, I like that. I, I like I, that in there because the one thing I'm worried about was D Rose, IQ, and Fournier playing defense together. I mean, that's just woof. Well, you said it was okay, like ten minutes ago. You said it's, it's, it's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, it's okay because you could say you could say the offense will 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 help will, will wake up for the defense. They'll put up more numbers, and that's how they'll stay afloat. And then you got to hope that that first unit can play some solid defense. That's what you're hoping for. Um, I don't know, man. I'd like to see Cam. We traded for him. I'd like to see if he could just add value to this team. We need some sort. We need we need someone of that. That, that player construct that can be on this team to be like a wing, you know, like we see everybody else have it, whether the Hawks, whether it was the Nets, whether, whether it's Philly, it's, everyone has it. We don't like, it's just, like he cam can guard multiple positions. I just like to see it. I, I get it. No, I, I, I like cam reddish, but I just, I think the coach doesn't. So I, I don't understand why I should fight it even. I know that that might sound silly, but he's, he didn't play him last year. So he I just doesn't see, fit into the system. This is not a conversation for today. This is Tom Thibodeau's year to like show that he's going to be a coach fair, for a little more years. Fair. That, if, that, if he wants to play camp, I, I, I'll buy it. IQ, Rose, and Reddish, that fits. It fits perfectly. I agree. But if he's not going to play him, I, I agree Fournier in there is kind of I don't. That worries me, that defense. Yeah. But, yo, man, look. You think Mitch's just, minutes are going to bleed into the second unit now that he's a paid man? Yes. I think he's going to keep getting his 28, 30 minutes, depending on how he's playing a game. But 
Hardenstein's going to add a dimension that we really need. And Hardenstein has been showing out, man. Look, when he was on the Clippers, he showed he showed he can add the three. He can be a rim protector, solid defender. You can have him out a little bit on the perimeter, depending he can on be who a the guard is. Big. He can pass. He can do all those things. Man, I'm just thinking about that rotation I'm talking about with Rose, IQ, Cam, Obi, Hart. Everyone can That's pass. Good. I like it. Everyone can move. It's yeah. just space. It's you just want to get rid of I'm telling Chip at Chip Murphy Seven. Tim already knows how I feel about Fournier. Know, this ain't know, new. This ain't news for but Chip. He gets mad. He gets mad about it. So I like, I like <laughs> Look, a trigger. Here's the th- here's the thing about Fournier. Shout out to the Fournier fans out there. For all the Fournier for the Fournier hive out there, and I know you're all out there. Here's the thing. Good player, solid. He would be solid off the bench. You want to talk about a guy off the bench? Give you some playmaking, shooting. That's your guy. Him on. Funny enough, it was actually for Boston. I think Boston could have used him in the playoffs. Like that's that's the type of like wing they could have used. Defensively would have been hard, but they need someone who could just like get hot. They didn't have anyone that could get hot. A lot of teams um, could use him, man. I, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the season he's goes. A valley, look, he's a valuable player, man. He's an Olympian. I think he's, I think he can rain threes for us. Would be really nice at certain spots, but I do think we're gonna re- need. The, I think we would do better with Cam Reddish's defense off the bench, and we have a rookie. Maybe he can get some time. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I just I think we're done. I know he's not going right, to actually not, play. I feel bad. But okay, Tim, let's, let's Tim, talk Tim about that. Tim's heart just Tim just grabbed his heart. It's like, oh. How about this? How about this? How about this? I'm just speaking in dream world right now. Yeah. If we do, let's say we trade, sign and trade Fournier, and we give him to Dallas because Dallas is capped, and they need and they would mm-hmm. like that space. And even though that would suck with, <laughs> that'd be hilarious if they have Hardaway and Fournier contracts. <laughs> but anyway. Bro, that uh-huh. defense would be trash. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. So uh, whatever, say that happens. Make it happen. Speak it into existence. <laughs> and maybe we unlock their 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 protection for no reason, even though they're not gonna. It's not gonna. Dude, that'll just be fun to say. Dude, 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 dude. Because this is a top ten protected pick. It, this that that Mavs team out in the West. I'm just saying the West is about to be better, man. I'm just saying the West is about to be better. Would not be surprised if that pick conveys to be in the lottery between eleven to fourteen. Would not be surprised, especially. Yeah, no, if the, yeah, but it's not, gonna, it's not gonna be one to ten, dude. There's no way. So, but but that people like to hear that one. But I'm saying, saying, no, 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 no. I don't think it, it won't be one to ten. But I'm just yeah. saying it's it could be a lottery. For the Knicks, if the Knicks the possibility to have two lottery picks, you're cooking. I'd be bro. sick. Well, yeah, we get them. Yeah, I mean you know, that'd be awesome. And honestly, dude, if we do that and we get rid of Fournier, I know it was like a TMZ type. Of encounter, so I'll, I'll take it with a grain of salt. But Dolan and Mello, Mello and CAA. I mean, so I would love. We, we need. We were looking for a Theo Pinson. So like I'm this say, is this is the Theo Pinson man. So, is so he, what do you I'm think? Say this. What do you think? I like Mello. I love the idea of Mello. We all know Begley, what Begley said about uh, the Mello potential return. There's been no talks about what do you say? it. Okay. There's, there's been no talks about it. Um. Mel has an express in New York. Don't tell me Dolan and Mello were at the same party, or and then even though Dolan made jokes and say say hello to him for me, like maybe they did avoid each other at the party. But I mean, what do you think? Go ahead, go ahead. So, like, I know Begley reported that, or not report. Begley said on the putback that uh, he wouldn't be surprised if Mel came back to New York. He hasn't expressed doing it this season. Uh, would expect that Mel would want to come back and retire in Nick of all franchises. So that all is out there. I will also say this. Shout out to my sister who is, uh, who's at one of the, who's at one of the gyms in Westchester. Mel was hooping over there. He was hooping in Westchester, not New York City, Westchester. 
Westchester, of all places. Take it easy. I'm not saying he's coming back. <laughs> not saying coming. Now he's back. Now, of course, like we saw a lot of NBA players in the Hamptons partying up. Uh, yeah. So I'm just for, saying for Ruben's party, but I would love. I would love, I, I would love, I would love a Mel. This is the this is the way I would accept it though. This is the way I would accept it. Um, because the Knicks have to make a decision about Obi or Randall. All right, that why? Okay, uh, uh, you want to get to this tangent now? Why? Why can't we just reduce Randall's minutes? And dude, I don't do that want too. Obi. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm I'm sorry to the Obi fans. I'm sorry, blood the pants. I'm sorry. I love Obi Toppin. I will, I've been screaming about Obi Toppin since day one. But you want him to start and get like 35 minutes? Like, what's gonna happen when we play <laughs> power forwards? Like, did you guys forget? Just because we signed Mitchell Robinson, like we're gonna put Obi and Mitch in the starting. We're gonna get annihilated. We're gonna get annihilated on the boards. We're gonna get annihilated in the paint for what? Like, Randall is good, man. Just leave him there. Everyone's just upset because he had a bad year. I get it, but now he has a point guard. His attitude was horrendous. I agree. Well, it was terrible. It's, if it doesn't change, I agree with everyone. If his attitude come, like you have to hope that he's going to meet in the middle. He was, you know, Jesus Christ walking in <laughs> two, two years ago. Everyone was carrying him on our back. We wanted to do interviews with him. We were following his child around. We, were, we, we loved the guy. Last year, we were ready to burn him at the stake and literally trade him for a, a second round protected 55 pick, right? We were ready to do it, like starting last year. Maybe he's going to be somewhere in the middle this year. Maybe. Is, is, you think that's possible? I think, oh, yeah, 100%. I think it's possible. Okay. I think, I think, no, no, no. Here, here's, my, here, here's my thing with Randall. My thing with Randall is that this is it. I also say, like, Tibbs says this is it. This is it for Randall, too. All yeah. right. It's a contract Randall, year for him. You, a quote-unquote Randall, contract year. Randall has now got the point guard. All right? He's got the point guard. Oh. Said this on Knicks Man TV. He now has the point guard. There is no excuse for this man not to perform now. Exactly. I think not, he's going to. And, I, and I, don't even, I don't even need him to be two years ago, Randall. I just need to be somewhere in the middle exactly. of what we saw. But if he can't perform with he's an actual to. point guard, it, I'm just saying, if he can't, Get this man off this team. Seriously. I, can I give you a quick prediction of where I think the season's going to go? I think we're going to be really good, or we're going to be around the 6-8 to eight seed going into the February deadline. And it's going to be a question of, do we just play, you know, to hopefully win one or two rounds, or do we just trade at Randall at, you know, a high, or a Fournier at a high, because he's going to be playing well. Or well, Radish trade, at, a at high. That point, if Randall, That's what I really think. If Randall is... In his in his game, right? He if he's playing he well. If he is, if he is, then I think you keep him. I, I promise you, if this is mark this like mark this on this date on July fifth, the July fourth episode, right? I'm telling you, July fifth. I'm just saying, like the Independence Day episode. I'm telling from from now on, before the summer league even begins. I think that that's a conundrum we're going to be. In. We're going to have some Knicks fans saying. Let's just punt on the season. It's going to be an amazing draft. What's the point? We're going to, you know, the schedule is going to get hard after February, even though the schedule didn't come out yet. This is going to be the talk, right? We have a big West Coast trip coming up. It's going to be crazy. And let's just sell high on Fournier before we lose him for anything. Let's just that sell I will high agree with. on Randall. That I will agree with. Let's just you sell. Say, you can sell high on Fournier. 100%. <laughs> okay. Move Fournier. Fair. But when it comes to Randall, 
Like uh-huh. it all depends. Like it truly depends. Like if he's playing, if he's giving you that double double, right? And it's like impacting winning in a positive way, not ball hogging. And this is really what I want to see from Randall. The pick and roll. All right. When he was in New Orleans and the he small no choice. It, it this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. In the small limited role he had in New Orleans. It's fire. 90th percentile when he came fire. to the pick and roll. Once he left, I have not seen Randall do a pick and roll with the Knicks. It's very sparingly, very sparingly. I need him to do the pick and roll. I need him to be the Mack truck going down the lane as the roll man and just bodying people. None of this finesse shooter. That's not, that's not his game. He can play that from time to time. It's not his game. If he starts doing that, get this man out of here. I, I cannot so deal. I, I'm telling you, Alex. I cannot deal with a guy who it's like Listen. having, it's like having that guy when you play pickup ball who's like six five and yet, and he's playing a bunch of guys who are like average height and he's like shooting threes and you're like, what are you doing, bro? Just get in the paint. Get in the paint and go finish. It's all you need to do. Listen, RJ did that a bunch of times and didn't finish. So hopefully RJ makes some more buckets. Hopefully as a team, we make some more free throws, which I am actually very concerned about going forward with these free throws. Brunson's not amazing at shooting free throws either. Uh, I think that's going to hurt us. Oh, we're paying all this money. He's, he's going to miss late free throws. He likes to get to the, he likes to get in the paint. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. But I'm dude, actually just, not worried just, about, I'm not worried about Brunson like that. Just reduce Randall's minutes a little bit, a little bit, and give and give that to Obi, and just have them kind of split. Doesn't have to be even. Doesn't have to be mechanical. Just let them go in and out. Let, let it be fluid, right? Like it's it's okay to have two of the same position. You know what I mean? If you're saying Randall and Obi are the same, then l- let it switch out. Let them, let them always be running. Let them always play Ding up. Let them be getting boards. Everything's going to be great. As long as there's no expectation. That's why Randall was pissed, man. He was supposed to be the king. Everything was on him. And there was no point guard. Everybody well, sucked. he also wanted it. Like, come on. Like, what? what? Yeah. Like, like it's all, he, he was bad attitude. attitude. He was bad attitude. He's, I'm saying. But he also but he also wanted to be the dude. Like, he, you saw that he wanted to be the guy. But we don't guy. want to be the dude anymore. We also agreed. No. We agreed, though. We agreed. Yeah, I know we agreed. But yeah, like, so that, like, we, this we is what don't I'm saying. Now we're, this, on, the this is, no, now like, we're on the same track. Now we're on the same track. That's our reason. you reduce. Randall should not get more than 30, 32 minutes a game. This doesn't honestly. have to be mechanical. Just just let it roll. But you guys have, you just have to know no, but I'm who's just saying going like, into the season. It has to be like the Giannis Antetokounmpo, like what I'm talking about. Like you like play that man 32 minutes max. Like No problem. That's, you, great. that's it. That's it. And let Obi have the rest. And give Obi, like, Obi needs 20. So somehow Obi has to get over 20 minutes. Like just somehow, give him twenty minutes. That's no problem with me at all. That's no problem. But like, he doesn't have to. He does, he cannot play thirty-two minutes. Yeah, no, not for you. But for there's 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 two players. There's two players that want more. One wants more minutes. One wants to eat the minutes. I think Randall's chilling for now. I think Randall knows that. I think Randall knows that he has to just play well. We'll see. We'll see. He blacked out. His, he blacked out his. I feel bad for, I just want to say. I just want to say. He's always blocked you. So no, 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 blacked, blacked out. out. No, bl- blacked out. Blacked out. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Let's say. You, you, you and Randall, we got, we got, we got to reconcile that at some point. Hopefully, one day. No, one day. Uh, <laughs> if I'm a motivation, keep it that way. Uh, okay. But hey, we need to we'll change it up. up. We need to change up the mojo, man. I'm, I'm with you, man. We need to change up the mojo. But hey, the only person I really feel bad for is Jericho Sims. So that's my, that's my two. 
He's going to take time to develop, man. That's, That's my it. boy. I love but you know what? You know what he gets? He gets summer league. We got summer league coming up. Summer so, league is here, dude. We're, we have real basketball. This league never Actual stops, Actual basketball playing. This is this league never stops. And this is why when I hear tampering, like, <laughs> let's, the NBA needs to stop and just let it be what it is, okay? You don't think they love the deals of Adrian Wojnarowski breaking news before Thursday because everyone's itching to figure something out? The league stays relevant. Yeah. They Adam Silver loves this. All right. He should love this if he doesn't, because guess what's being talked about all last week, this week, basketball. You know what's around the corner in August? Football. That's going to be the NBA's quiet time. We got summer league coming up. It's going to end middle to end of uh, July. You get August and right, like I said at the beginning, you get basketball back in September. Training camp is right around the corner. And you start all over again. What are you excited for in the summer league team? Oh, I'm excited for, 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 for Sims, for Grimes, for McBride, for Keels. I'm excited to see what Montero does. Those are the guys I'm excited. Those are the five guys I'm excited to watch. Uh, Rokas Yokobaitis is not coming over. I think he's going to stay with, uh, with, uh, uh, was it with, uh, is he with Barcelona? I think he's with Barcelona, right? And he's going to be staying with Barcelona because of his contract. But I'm excited to watch all those young guys play, man. They need the time. They need the reps. Um, I think Grimes is going to be in that 10 man rotation next season. Tibbs loves that dude. Hopefully he's a starter. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to watch all those guys, especially Sims and like McBride, because those guys need the reps, like absolutely need yeah. the reps. Yeah. We have a really fun team again, man. Like last year was the year of IQ. Can oh, be a point guard? Last season was a lot of fun. OB. This year is going to be, I think, just as fun. I don't know if it's just because we're Knicks fans or we're so into it, but I think McBride's going to absolutely tear it up. He was abusing the G League. I really think he's going to he's going to be the MVP. He's going to be killing it. See what Montero and Kiel's bring. Of course, Daquan Jeffries. That's going to be fun. Farron Hunt. That's fun. But Sims and and McBride and Keels, like I, I think that's like that's a real team. Yo, defense. Those yeah, three dudes. Defense. Like, is Quinn Grimes going to even play? Hold on, can we talk about defense? So let's talk about McBride, Keels, Grimes, Sims. That's defense. Yeah. That's legitimate defense in Summer League. I think I really teams wonder, are going to be – I, really I think, I think, I think opponents are going to be a little shocked when they see, start seeing defense in Summer League. Yoshimoto is going to shine, bro. Do you think that Do you think that Farron Hunt's going to get some time? And do you think that Grimes is going to get some time? I think Hunt's going to get some time because he ended off the season on the main roster. Um, who was the last guy you asked about? Quentin Grimes, ever heard of him? Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna get a lot of minutes, bro. You think he's so? Gonna, you think? You think uh, listen, man, I know it's a it's he a needs bunch reps, of nothing, to, but but he, he had a knee injury. Reps. But he, he needs injury. reps, and that's the thing. He's you're gonna need reps. I think they're gonna. I'm thinking they're gonna they're gonna maintain it. They're not gonna go too crazy. Like, all right, man, you're playing 40 minutes. They're gonna they're gonna watch. They're gonna make sure that he feels good. But he's gonna want the reps. He's gonna need the reps. I really think he's in this 10 man rotation. This man, this kid's gonna be in this 10 man. 10 man rotation. So he's going to need all the reps possible. So well, he's going to start. He has to start. He's going to. I will cry if I see Fournier in a Brunson backcourt. I agree. Legitimately. <laughs> I think, I think Tim's would too. Like, so I'm not worried. Hope so. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried. But I think that's it, man. I think we covered everything under the sun. Um, I do want to say one thing about uh, Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. I was kind of annoyed at first that we kind of uh, – as annoyed as I could be about losing $1 million a year for four years, right, because he wanted the max extension for 56, and we ended up giving him 60 over four. 
However, when you look into the cap, we're going to be able to sign Mitchell Robinson over the cap. He's going to be our last signing. So in the end, the Knicks were able to actually open up cap space by taking by waiting on Robinson and re-signing him because they're going to, the way uh, the CBA lets you uh, re-sign your own players above the cap. So he he kind of got you know what he wanted and more, and also he helped the Knicks at the same time. So as annoyed as I was about how uh, pers- you know from one perspective it looks like the Knicks lost a negotiation where. They could have maxed him out at 57. He had the best year ever. Now we lost out on some, a couple million bucks. It actually worked out, uh, for, like, just logistically for the Knicks. So, savvy and, by the front office. And now you know how I felt when I just saw Kemba and Durant going just for one first rounder. To see the Detroit take Burks and Noel as well, that's why I like. But, yeah, hey, man, dude, that same pick was good enough to go get Grant. Like, nobody – everybody says the Pistons had the best – off season ever, blah blah blah. They traded Grant for that same pick, and now it's a bad pick. The Knicks traded the same exact pick. Nothing changed about it. Yeah, but that came from that came from uh, that. They came got moved around, but that was, yeah. I know, but that's what they that's what they that's what they got for Grant. So I, I yeah, don't but know. the thing, but the thing, but the thing was like you're, you're thinking about you got Detroit. It's not the fact of the pick; it's the fact of the moves that you made to go help Detroit. Right, because in the end, Detroit's gonna suck. They are like no one's saying that Detroit's <laughs> gonna be some great, like great contender. But the fact that Detroit has their guys, like they actually have a legitimate young core to build with, who I believe will be good in the future. Yeah, like they, yeah. they in the future they're gonna be good. All right, sure, they're gonna be talented. They're gonna be they're gonna have the length. They're gonna have everything. All right, and you helped them get that. I was just a little disappointed that in helping him. Helping them get both the guys that day. Yeah, they're boys. All you had to do. We're boys with the front office. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Scott Perry, and we heard. Scott Perry yeah. is, is and, and, and uh, Troy are close. That's why that deal got done. Relationships get done in this, uh, in this Listen, industry, maybe, man. Maybe Isaiah Stewart gets the, finds his way to the Knicks one day. <laughs> <laughs> Hartenstein's not enough. This man needs uh, this man needs. Oh, Hartenstein's enough for now. I'm just saying. Well, when, Stewart, player. when Stewart gets a jumper a little bit, then uh, then he'll we never have talking. a jumper, bro. He'll never have a jumper. Oh, that's that's disappointing. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> does Mitch have note. a jumper? But I'm. Sh- but I know. Mitch is seven oh, he's supposed to shoot threes in the pre. No, dude, go to the pregame. Mitch Robinson just shoots threes all day. I know. We were there. Yeah. Well, well, every single there. game. Every single game does that. Every single game. It's crazy. Oh, we were there. We were there. We were there. But I think we covered it, man. There was a lot that happened with the Knicks and the league. I got I got one question for you before we, we get out of here. I, 60 I talk, wins. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking. We are I'm joking. Woo! Someone <laughs> drug test this man. I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. 70 wins. What's up? <laughs> Rudy Gobert trade. I need your thoughts on it, man. Need your Rudy thoughts. Rudy Gobert trade is insane because you could only have two max players. So now they have Gobert and Towns. Yep. D'Angelo Russell is going to be a free agent, so they're going to trade him so they can get something back. I just don't know. Uh, Bill Simmons and and Rosillo brought this up. It's really interesting how first year owners their first yeah. like their first trade is always terrible. I just wonder. In the back of their heads, and nobody's thinking about this. If this kind of le- lets them 
trade Carl Anthony Towns in a couple of years. Like just allows that. I know nobody wants to think about that way. And they want the Twin Towers and they're going to, I mean, go bear Towns. Uh, I think Anthony it's going to be Edwards. solid. It's, I, think it's gonna, I think that's going to be solid. Not in the playoffs. So what happens when they lose three years in a row, Jazz style or Minnesota oh. style? You know what I'm saying? However you want, however you want to put it. I think. I think now it's going to be then it's going to be a time where they can move a soup, they can move towns for a for a load, kind of like what they got for Gobert. At the, you know because his contract's not going to be that crazy by the time three years from now, by the time the CBA goes, even though it's a max, you'd be able to trade. I think that's where their leverage is going. Because, yes, Carl Anthony Towns works as a power forward, as a stretch forward, doesn't have to guard the, the five. I agree with all that. That sounds mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, you can have Gobert sit and have Carl Anthony Towns at the five if you want to go small ball. That all sounds yeah. perfect. Woof. However, what happens when they jazz it up and they just lose three series? Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's okay. Gonna, so, it's going to happen. But here's, the, here, here's my thing. Like, and now you don't that. have any of your picks. You traded oh. them all. Well, I'm gonna on court. I think on court it's actually be, it's gonna be good. I think this is good. I think this team. I think this team. They're not gonna could. make it to the Western Conference ever. Uh, I just I think I think I think I think they can make a Western Conference Finals. Oh my god, that's and not crazy. And, and not, no, that no, would not, be the honestly, not not in the immediate future. Not in the immediate future. And it's not going to be because Gobert, you think Gobert and Towns are gonna make the Western because, Conference Finals because Anthony Edwards is gonna be that dude. I don't. If they do, though, if they do make, then this trade is successful. Even if they give five picks, I, just I, making I, it. I I think they will make a Western Conference. I won't say they'll make multiple. That'd be huge for Minnesota, man. I think they will. I think this team. You give Anthony Edwards a few more years to be that dog. That I know he can be. He's gonna, he's going to be solid. The question. The, the my thing though What's is the point guard. Well, I mean that's a bigger that's a bigger question. <laughs> so what are we talking about? This is uh, I don't know. Uh, they can't even sign one. They're never going to be able to sign one. They're just going to have to draft one with no draft picks. I, I don't know. I, I really don't see them making the Western Conference Finals and giving up all that stuff for Gobert is tough. Even though I love Gobert. I, I really think that this is eventually going to end in a Carl Anthony Towns trade. I really do truly believe that. I think I think the trade itself is is ridiculous. I get in why Minnesota years. did it. Yeah, I get why Minnesota did it um, to be competitive because they haven't been relevant in a very long time. And this is the Close yeah, thing they I had to relevance, too. and I get oh, yeah. why they did it. And they look at and you look at the free agency market. The next two years is nothing. Yeah. So you know, I'm saying there's nothing to lose. But you punting on the draft is weird, especially when you're good at drafting. It's weird. Yeah, and the thing is, like, they need to add talent. They actually got. They should have moved D'Angelo Russell instead of like Pat Bev and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, he's Cat's I, I think, friend, though. I wonder if that matters anymore. But he just didn't show up in the playoffs, man. I know. Showed up I in the regular season. Didn't show up in the playoffs. <laughs> Let's go bear. I think that I think that front court's actually be fine. I don't think it's gonna be as okay. bad. I think I think it will be because it costs sixty percent of your salary cap. <laughs> I, I don't I know. Think, I think it will. I think it will be good. Uh, and people can clip this and, and say I'm wrong. I don't really care. But I think it'll be good. I hope you are wrong. <laughs> I really do. I think I don't, good, want, I don't want. I don't. I don't want this Minnesota team to succeed. I mean, I don't mind them. I think it's interesting that Kyle Anderson went there, switched sides. 
I think I think they're going to be. I think they'll be good because you give Cat the ability not to be the defensive center. I I think as as a center being the last line of protection, he's horrendous. Sick of the nineties horrendous back man. It'll be sick. I think he's horrendous. I think having him just being an offensive hub, like and focusing on that while having to guard fours is much easier for him, not for speed wise, but for height wise, because you won't have to ask him to go out to the line all the time. But you could kind of keep him like in between and just kind of be that in between defender while Gobert is the last line of defense. That is what I think they can do. That is how I think they're going to work this team. And I think that's going to be fine. Uh, and I think it's going to be tough to start Carl Anthony Towns when he could just solely focus on offense and not have to worry about defense because he was just horrendous having to do both in the playoffs. All I'm going to so, say, Alex, is if those, if those first round picks don't vest and they keep moving, they become more valuable in two years. I'm just saying, and you pointed it out a couple of months ago that the new free agency is <laughs> signing and then demanding a trade, which you're totally right on. That's exactly how they I mean, Zion's going to do the same thing. Zion's going to do the same thing, too. Everybody. Everyone's going to do it. Booker, uh, Zion, everybody in a couple of years is going to – Luca. Everybody. So you're totally right. You have to take the money. If you don't take the money, I don't even want you because you have bad judgment. And uh, I, I, I just, how can you just say, like, if you're look at job, like, how can you turn yeah. down two hundred million dollars? Makes no you sense. just you just can't. That, yeah. that. So I, I think Towns is eventually going to be a Nick because we're on Nick's podcast, and we're going to trade for him in three years when they Jazz slash Minnesota it up, uh, three four three years in a row in the playoffs, and uh, we trade all the draft picks we have for him. That's how I think it's going to go. We'll see. Bring we'll Cat see, back home. Bring Cat back home. So oh, the New on Jersey, that note. New York area. Because it's a mistake. Even note. though, shout out to jo- Josiah. I really like him. I'm saying, I'm, I'm pulling out. I like Jos. I like him. I like I like how he's playing this. Hard stance with uh, the Nets. Right with, now, with... I really, I'm about to be a Nets fan, depending on how. All right. Do all right. This. All right. Listen, so, listen, man. If they, if, if, if Josiah. Sorry for all the able, profanity, Knicks fans. That was if, such profane jo- language. If Josiah is able to right now be like, I don't care Kyrie Irving. I don't care Kevin Durant. I don't care Phoenix Suns. I don't care LA Lakers. I don't care Clutch. And he just tells everybody that he doesn't care. That would be the coolest move I think anyone has, any GM has done or front office done in like the last 20 years. This is LeBron era of free agency stuff. Because right now the players have controlled the league. And the only people that have kind of done weird stuff is Maury here with the trades, maybe Ainge here. And that was nobody, but nobody's ever stood up to the players. Nobody. And, it and, needs, and look, man, it needs to because it's gotten a little ridiculous. Dude, it would be so sick. Because, okay, here's my, here's my number one. I know that we're going long here. But this is my number one complaint about Nets fans. Is, besides the fact that you're Nets fans, is they're criticizing the – always they're criticizing people talking about the Nets. Or they always are like, oh, hey, the superstars. But nobody ever said anything about the front office. Nobody ever said anything about how bad the front office has been and how they're letting the players take over and how they're letting them do whatever they want. Pick the coaches and Amari Stoudemire coach and kick Atkinson out and bring their friends in and sign and you know um, sign DeAndre Jordan and bring Drummond in for one year. Do all these crazy things, Aldridge back and forth, like um, Paul Millsap, like just ridiculous stuff that they're all just doing together. And the, no one ever criticized the front office. The Knicks fans, we always criticize the front office, maybe too much. But we, we, we hold them accountable at the end of the day. We really do, I, I believe. Even though Leon Rose well, how, how, can you, how can you hold a front office accountable that hasn't really been 
I don't know. They made the, the first trade was the what 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 King did for for Garnett. Paul no, no, Pierce, I'm just talking about the side. But I'm just talking about. I don't know. Yeah, but hold on. This like let's go let's go through Nets history real quick. You had the Jason Kidd era. That was that was fun. You had uh you had two appearances in the NBA Finals with Jason Kidd and everybody. Right. Then next thing you know, you, you you're still good. You got Deron Williams with you. Right. Team was still fine in New Jersey. You come over to Brooklyn. You're relevant. You're still in the playoffs. The trade once King made the trade for Garnett. Right. Once King, Williams. Yeah. Go ahead. Though. Once King made the trade for 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 Garnett. Paul Pierce and Terry Rozier, not Terry Rozier, sorry, uh, Jason Terry, Jesus, <laughs> too many Terrys, uh, Jason Terry. Uh, that's when it all went downhill. But then they came back. Then they were able to rebuild the team without picks and still somehow made a competitive basketball team that was fun-loving. And even as a Knicks fan, you could be like, I got respect for that Nick, yeah. that Nets J-A. team. Yeah. yeah. You all right? You got Jared Allen. You got uh, D'Angelo Russell. You got you got. Joe Harris, you got everybody. Everybody playing well with Spencer Dinwiddie before he goes on his Knicks uh, tirades. Like, you could just root for that yeah. team as an underdog. Yeah. Then you make the whole push, and then you say you take New York o- over, and you want to come here and be like, uh, like you just want to be bold, brash, and be like, oh, yeah, we're the new team. And then it's like, okay, guy, relax. Like, you're, you're you not your these, team. It's all these sparks. And you, make all, you make all these, like, you make all these um, remarks, all these statements that you're going to do this, do this, and you underperform. And of Rex course, like it up. the Rex running it up. Yeah, of course. When you do that, <laughs> when you do that, and, and you underperform, and on top of that, you're then down. You're talking down to the other team, the real New York team. When the Nets moved here, like of course you're gonna get some backlash. And now, for Nets fans, when it comes to for like criticizing the front office to stay on point, you just if you trade Kevin Durant and Kyrie, it is just. Is another showing that this front office gave too much power to players and didn't know how to rein everybody in. And you hired a coach, you listened to everybody, and how can you not, right? How can you not? This is Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. But after everything you saw Kyrie do in Boston, after you saw that Kevin Durant couldn't win with Russell Westbrook and OKC and needed a super team to join a, a championship winning team in, in, in Golden State, like, don't you think you should have some control? Neither one of these dudes have shown that they could win without being paired with somebody great. All right. Kevin Durant with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, but more so Steph Curry needed a great player. Kyrie Irving needed LeBron James to finally start winning again. So like when I'm seeing these two guys, I'm like, yeah, these guys are going to win games. But like, how are you going to give all this power when these guys have never shown that they can run a team? Like LeBron James, and just even guarantee you conference final after conference final, even after final after final after final. Like that's why you can give LeBron that you can give LeBron that leeway because at least you know for what his resume. It's like, oh shit, I'm going to the finals. I think it's more their off the field stuff, man. I don't even think it's. I know they didn't succeed on the court, but dude, I just hope that Josiah just wrapped this all up. We have gone off the rails, but. I just hope that Josiah is able to hold the players accountable. Oh no! I hope he gets rid of them. I hope he. No, gets, no, I hope he... no. I, I'm, but like, just just hold on to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't want to play, you're under contract, bro. You just had the four year contract with no option. Like, you have to play. What do you mean demand the trade? You know, I, I know. I know. We said that whole thing about if I don't want them here, I'll trade them. But I just hope he Danny ages it up or he Daryl Morey's it up. Like, you know what? Get fat. You know what I'm saying? You want harden it up? Go ahead. Give the ball away. Like, if you want to embarrass yourself like that, go ahead. 
here. Well, I, I, I'm not going to just accommodate you and give you to the Phoenix Suns, no. bro. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? I hope he does trade them, and the reason why I hope it does, he does trade them because it will show this. Let's say it will show that I think even moving forward for for front offices, if he does trade them, it shows as, oh wait a minute. We can't give guys either way. You, you got to say we can't give players everything they want. They truly have to earn it. You need a LeBron type resume in order to create your own team. You're the player. That's the coach. That's the GM. <laughs> I'm the owner. We all have a role in here to do this because not everyone can do it. Not everyone's LeBron James. Not everyone is Greg Popovich. You can't take on multiple roles. Some people can't. Some people can't. But, hey, I hope it, I really hope he does move, man. I just want to see chaos. I don't want to see, I want to see the Nets just down in flames. I want to see all of, of that. Of course. And I think, I think even after this, regardless of if they get traded or not, owners around the league, front offices around the league will say, we, we can't do this. This is, this is just ridiculous. The Listen, CBA is going to change again. The same way, the same way that the Gobert trade changes the landscape of the NBA. And uh, the the Murray trade changes the landscape of the NBA. How the Nets deal with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving also changes the landscape of the NBA. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I I, I really need. I really want them to play hardball with that. I, I want I want to see how it goes. I don't want them to just give up and just get a bunch of first round picks from Phoenix, even though I think they're going to be valuable in a couple of years, and just a bunch of nothing so they could have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Kevin Durant. I don't think you know that. Means, uh, honestly, I don't think it. On paper, on paper, yes, absolutely, championship team. Can you trust Chris Paul to be healthy? Can you trust? He, he wouldn't even need to be. I think that think Kevin Durant and Devin Booker win a championship, but that's a different story. I don't know. Let's wrap this. Yeah, man, we went we went on off all the off the rails long enough. But thank you everyone for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Shits Etc. podcast. Thank you to all our listeners for supporting us. We really do appreciate you, and hopefully, you appreciate us by doing these things. Well, listen to this podcast on any audio listening platform, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, you name it. We are there. Please make sure to subscribe. And if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We're part of what Minute Media and Fan Sided. So you know what that means. You can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks and the Jet Press. We're also on YouTube, Knicks, Jets, etc. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, hit the like button. Leave a comment. Add to the conversation. And while you're over there, go check out our other podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. Also partnered with Minute Media. John, video producer Greg, our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport and give you their takes on what where to place your bets. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you all. Tune into the next episode, Jets episode, coming up this week. But thank you all for tuning for another next episode. We out. Let's go next, baby. Let's go next.